This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. Hey guys, welcome to a sorta Star Wars podcast, the podcast that is sorta about Star Wars and sorta about everything else, including parenting, food, tech, shows, movies, things, and stuff. This is episode 020, and today we're going to be talking about what is the right or the best order to watch the Star Wars movies. And just a heads up, there will be some spoilers for the Star Wars movies, so if you haven't seen them and you plan to, you may want to skip most of this episode. With me to discuss this issue are not one or two, but thrice of my siblings. First, we have my returning co-host and sister, Molly. Hi, Molly. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. It's actually kind of early this time. I know. It's like an hour and a half before we normally podcast. It's very so. nice. Yes, very nice. And my next two co-hosts are my two brothers. I have the eldest of our kin, <laughs> Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello there. General Kenobi. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Thanks for joining and bringing the beer and coffee. You bet. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm good for, beer and coffee. <laughs> and most important... I don't know about that. But <laughs> lastly, <laughs> the first middle child, Ross. Hi, Ross. Greetings. Sorry, I didn't bring any beer or coffee for you. It's all right. I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> Only because you're two and a half hours away. <laughs> um, a nice little family affair. Yeah. Next time we'll have to get mom and dad on. <laughs> so I don't think they'll have anything <laughs> to contribute. <laughs> They were the ones that introduced us to the series. I know. If they just think, would we even like care about Star Wars if they wouldn't have like showed it to us when we were so young? You know what I mean? Because because back then it wasn't like it is now. Now you can't like turn around without saying something Star Wars. Like now is like the best time to get into Star Wars because it's just like a plethora of Star Wars out there. You can if you started now, there would be like so much to consume. But mm-hmm. back when we were watching, it was just those three movies, and that was it, and the Christmas special, which I didn't even know <laughs> was a thing until like five years ago, and it's really not even <laughs> yeah. a thing. Not a good thing. I would not, not be thing, into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really interesting. You might have a hard time getting mom, dad in it, unless you do like maybe an Expendables one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted to talk Expendables. Yeah, they'd be all over yeah. that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So do you guys, let me ask a question first. Do any of you guys, when you go to watch Star Wars, even think about what order you're going to watch the movies in? No, I don't. No? Just watch them randomly? Usually. What about you guys? I would say that I always start with episode four. If I'm if I'm looking to watch them in order, I start with episode four. Yeah. Well, see, I think for me, I've seen them numerous times, and so I think I want to watch a movie that fits whatever i'm feeling for that time like right. the movie i've been wanting to watch recently has been empire strikes back and for any reason in particular how does that describe your feelings at this moment <laughs> transitional <laughs> well i've just seen a lot of comparisons to the star wars that star wars movie to the infinity war movie that just came out because of how it ended on such a kind of down note yeah 
in great detail how did the end of Infinity <laughs> War go? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, just kidding. No. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Molly, you didn't really say. What were? What do you think? So... Are you saying, like, if I'm going to watch them in order or, like, if I'm just going to go watch one? No, it's like, yeah, if you're just going to watch a movie, do you think, well, let's see, I haven't seen a movie in a while. I'll just jump in at Attack of the Clones. Or you're like, okay, the last one I saw was Phantom Menace, so now I'll watch Attack of the Clones. Oh. Like, which which way do you normally, or don't well, you think about it? You're just like, whatever, I feel like. I don't really think about it except for these two thoughts. Am I in a good mood? Then I'm going to go ahead and watch episode six. Okay. If I feel really cruddy about my life, then I'm going to watch episode three because my life's not that bad. <laughs> You're not off killing younglings or anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much sums it up. So. Yeah. See, I, would, I guess that makes sense. I would say for me that <laughs> if I'm going to watch them, I rarely just pick one of them. I'm going to end up watching them all in order of somehow, which is why I said episode four, because I'll probably end up watching them all in a series over time you know what i mean i rarely just like okay i'm gonna watch a random star wars movie i end up watching all of them so like all of them in a series of a couple days or like a couple months probably a couple days okay yeah yeah and if i knew i was going to be doing that like if i had a plan i would also consider the order but if i'm just looking for a one-off then it would be a little bit of a different choice but Ross doesn't only watch one at a time. If he watches one, he watches the whole series. Exactly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Ross yeah. is all he or nothing. He catches like a scene of one in like a commercial. <laughs> He's like, oh man, gotta finish the I series. I gotta go back to four and start over. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even watch that commercial. <laughs> so it sounds like we're already jumping into the discussion. Ross is making the argument for starting at four versus episode one. That's true. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do, would anybody here say that they would start at episode one? Just curious. <laughs> well, let me let's back up here. I want to <laughs> for people who don't know how confusing the episode order is for Star Wars. Um, I want to go over like the three main ways to watch to watch this series. All right. Mm-hmm. So the first order, the first order. That's <laughs> 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 pretty late. Pretty late the series. <laughs> so the typical order would be the release order. Which would be starting at episode four, which is the first one that came out way back in the late 70s. And you go four, five, six. And then you back up to the prequels, one, two, three. And then you would go seven, Rogue One, eight, Solo. That's the release order. Which can be extremely confusing uh, because it totally messes up the timeline. But I guess... For people who like X-Men movies, they might like that. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> what do you mean? Days of Future Past? What? Yeah. Even the title has two different time frames in it. Um, okay, so that's a that's like the release order, it's called. So then there's the episodic order, which is just like, or chronological order, which would be 1, 2, 3, Solo, Rogue One, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And people often, even now, probably don't consider solo when they're talking about the series but i just threw that in there because that would be the proper way so that's that's like the two main orders that when people think of how they're going to watch star wars it's either how they were released or chronological and it kind of depends on who you think the focus of the story is but we can get into that later the third way that i found out about semi-recently 
It's called the Machete Order or Machete, however you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess some guy in 2011 named Rod Hilton came up with this order. Um, and now it's kind of like the go-to order for a lot of people considered quote possibly the most entertaining and immersive way to watch the series oh. i read that online in a leather bound book <laughs> <laughs> in your mahogany shelves yeah. it smells of rich mahogany <laughs> <laughs> and that would be to watch the movies um and we're excluding rogue one and solo because those weren't even around uh when this came out but that would be four or five and then you back up to episode two and three and then episode six and then seven eight tacked on to the end of that well what about one so just skip one altogether right and he goes into a lot of detail about why he skips episode one basically saying that it contributes nothing to the rest of the series i think Jar Jar Binks has a lot foul. of <laughs> contributions well yeah that's of course it's regarded as one of like the worst Star Wars movies. Well, then how can you watch three without knowing who Yoda is referencing if you never watched one? What do you mean? Well, the only reason that we have Force Ghosts in the series right. is because Qui-Gon figured it out and taught it to Yoda, who taught it to Obi-Wan, and so on. So right. if there's a reference that's fairly crucial to the entire series that you completely miss who that character is. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I missed that reference altogether. <laughs> and I watched all the movies. You don't think like, number one is kind of crucial in that you see the relationship between Anakin and his mother? Even for nothing else, even though it might not be a, quote, good movie, at least you see where he came from. But also the story, the story of Darth Plagueis, the tragedy of Darth, Darth yeah, Plagueis. right. That also, you know, lacks context a little bit then when he talks about using the manipulating metachlorians to be able to create life. Right. Because right. that's referenced also back in episode one. I got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I think that enough people like your normal watcher of Star Wars wouldn't even put that together, I don't think. You don't think that it's a crucial part to the story, though, about the Chosen One being created by a Sith? Isn't that kind of ironic? I mean, I think it's pretty important. I mean, I like that whole storyline because then, like, the. It kind of ends itself then when Darth Sidious says that to Luke. Says what? He says something like, everything that has happened. Or everything that has come to pass has happened by my design or whatever. And just the fact that that goes all the way back to the creation of Anakin. Yeah. I guess I guess I never actually even thought about that. That's a good point, Molly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just think that if you are watching it, like if, if you're telling someone to watch it for the first time, like they haven't ever seen any of the Star Wars... Would you think that one would be an important story for them to see? Because if you're doing it in this machete order, you're starting with Luke. Luke is the main character. Where if you watch it in like episode one the whole way through, Anakin or Darth Vader is the main character. So if you're starting with four, Luke is the main character. 
you go to five and you find out that Darth Vader's his dad. Then you back up to when Anakin is about the same age as Luke. Hmm. You're kind of defining who Darth Vader is then before you get to the very end. I see. Hmm. Yeah. So um, it it preserves the big plot twist if you go that way because if you start with episode one or even if you decide that one isn't worth watching and you start with episode two you're still you find out that anakin is darth vader who had luke and leia before it's revealed in empire strikes back and it kind of ruins the biggest plot twist ever well here's my argument that that because i believe that i knew that this was going to come up during this conversation if you do not know (laughs) <laughs> that Darth Vader is Luke's father by this point, you don't deserve to try to watch them in order to be surprised. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, you think about plot twists in movie history, it's one of the biggest, I agree. But also, so was the sixth sense. I was, yeah. You know, so, and again, I don't think anybody's going to fault you, you know, for assuming that somebody knows that he was a ghost. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. I've never seen that. <laughs> That's true. Most people do know that. Yeah, even if you like don't know English, you can still say, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> right. And it's funny because it's the most misquoted movie right. line of all time. But right. it also lends itself to proving the fact that watching them in that order isn't as necessary maybe to, pr- to pr- preserve that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like episode one because that's... It came out when I was in third grade, and that was just, like, my favorite movie at that time. So, I would never watch the series without leaving it out. Um, Do you still have your uh, Monopoly set? Yes. The best <laughs> Monopoly set. <laughs> Except all the towers stick in the board, and they have little pegs that hold them in. And then you reach over the board to grab the dice, and you break off the tower and the pegs. <laughs> yeah. So many broken Coruscant towers. <laughs> Um, another big thing that happens in episode one that if you skip it, I think you're going to lose out on is Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, he's my favorite villain of the whole Star Wars. So I think to, I think it wouldn't really matter until Solo Mm -hmm. or if you watch the animated series. Well, I was going to say, are we going to bring the animated series into this conversation? Because I would feel that a lot of Star Wars fan boys would say that that's pretty crucial as well now yeah so basically if you're going to do it right you gotta go one (laughs) two the entire (laughs) the clone wars series (laughs) revenge of the sith no then you have to wait because there's another uh, season coming out you can't even you can't even watch any of the movies you gotta wait (laughs) till 2019 when the new season of clone wars comes out um i think it's kind of a cool way for it to like so you watch one and two and you're like, Darth Vader's, I mean, sorry, just kidding. Um, you watch four and five and it's like, oh, Darth Vader's this big villain. He's so scary. Oh my gosh. He's Luke's dad. And then you go back and then you get to see like the development of Anakin turning into Darth Vader. If you just watch two and three. And then you go right. and watch six and then you're like, he's this bad villain. And then all of a sudden he turns into a good guy. And it's like, oh, so I think that's kind of a cool way to watch it. Yeah, and I like the way that you pointed out, Ryan, that it's about the main character, who you see as the main character. I think if you watch them in that order, you kind of see Luke Skywalker as the main character as opposed to, say, Anakin or Mm -hmm. Darth Vader. If you start with one, he's going to start being the main character and you kind of follow him through if you do it chronologically. 
all the way up. It's more about him being the main character and the development of him. So mm-hmm. I think if you want to watch it as Anakin as the main character, then you should start with one and watch them on up. Right. I do think, though, that the one thing about starting with episode one would be that you can see how George Lucas was trying to develop Anakin because I don't know if you've seen this um, on social media, but each episode's villain characterizes a person or a certain part of who Anakin is. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I haven't. So like Darth Maul? Darth Maul was a person who was a hateful person and developed that hate. You know, just like what Yoda talks about, it, how fear and then, you know, fear of loss and that kind of stuff. And then Count Dooku in, in Attack of the Clones was a former Jedi. And then in Episode 3, Grievous used to be a person or a <laughs> being of some sort, and now he's mostly machine. Hmm. And fulfills what Obi-Wan said, that he's more machine right. now than man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I would gr- agree from his perspective that there's, from a quality perspective, Phantom Menace is not great. Yeah. But I still think that there's parts in it that if you're interested in the mythology of the story, that that's going to be important to watch that because it it gives some nuggets there, I guess you could say. Yeah. I can see how deleting episode one would kind of make the relationship between Anakin and Padme a little less creepy. That's Agreed. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so other orders, like the kind of the, when I was reading about like popular ways to watch the movies, um, one that people tend to do now is pretty much the same as the machete order, but start with Rogue One um, right before episode four, um, which is kind of what, I decided I think I like the best, um, but I would just change that and put Rogue One and then four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, with not including Solo in there. If I would include Solo, I would throw that before Rogue One. Start with Solo. I think if you're getting people to watch the movies for the first time and you want them to like the series, I think in this day and age, it's really good to start with Rogue One. Because if you start with episode four, you're starting with a, uh, what is it, 40-year-old movie? How? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, people might think it's cheesy or, you know, the lightsaber scenes leave quite a bit to, to be desired. <laughs> um, so if you start with Rogue One, it's just an all-around good movie by itself. So even if they don't think they're going to be into Star Wars, Rogue One's just a good movie to watch. Plus, so it, doesn't, it, it doesn't bring too much of the force into it and so it doesn't right. quite feel as sci-fi-ish as when they're they start bringing the force into it too so i can see that right and yeah it's modern so all the effects are really good and the story is really good and the fact that it ends 10 minutes before a new hope or episode four i think it's just the perfect lead into the series mm-hmm. and the other option is if you're including rogue one and you start in episode one then you're essentially starting with possibly the worst movie some would consider to be the worst movie. So you don't really want to start someone in a series with the movie with the worst acting and writing. That's true. Is there a way to watch these movies without any of the scenes with 
Anakin and Padme <laughs> in episodes two and three. Because I would definitely watch yeah, those they need, then. They need a, instead of an extended version of Attack of the Clones, they need a shortened Short version. version. <laughs> Just deletes no, but... all the weird scenes. No, that's the only reason I watch that one. <laughs> I love all those scenes, especially the one in the carriage before they go out into that arena. It's okay, well, that one. one's not so bad. But yeah, that one was actually like, that's the only good one. Yeah. I mean, the one with like the sand Molly, is kind of weird. You're talking about the Hunger Games, Molly. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is like exactly the different same trilogy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm holding up three fingers. So I know you can't see, but. But if we didn't have those scenes, we would have a lot less memes on the uh, exactly. social media sites, though. Yeah. And how would we know if Anakin liked or didn't like sand? <laughs> <laughs> I also enjoy just looking at him standing in the breeze with his flowy shirt. <laughs> Couldn't even take the time to button his shirt. He can take eight times as long to pick up a pear off of her plate, float it over to his plate to cut it and float it back, but he can't manage to button his shirt. Okay, that whole part I hate. Yeah. That dinner and then by the fire and her weird like black headband thing. Oh, I'm not yeah. all about it. Well, it was interesting. I read about how... It was intentional. Right. Because they started out, you, know, you think about when they had that first kiss, they were on that patio overlooking the water, you know, and it was really kind of a nice thing. It was bright and airy. But then with each passing moment after that, it got closer and darker, and it was just a foreshadowing for what was going to happen to Anakin and Padme over the rest of their uh, relationship. So I think when you try to look at it from that perspective, you can understand it a little bit better. So do you think they intentionally made it? Yeah. So do you think they intentionally made it a little bit cheesy to try to show the difference as the time went on? I don't think it was supposed to be cheesy. I think that the environment is what they were really trying to shoot for. I mean, think about the scene that Molly just talked about with her black dress. What do you remember? Remember it being black? And you remember the fire. Uh, super dark scene. And super dark. Yeah. What other scene do you think about that correlates to that? Mustafar, yeah, whenever he fights Obi-Wan as Darth Vader. So oh. I, I think that even though it's cheesy, it they're, they're trying to, they had a purpose. And I also think that the, I think George Lucas said, Star Wars is written for 12-year-old boys. Like he literally <laughs> said that. That's who Star Wars is for. So you get these... I mean, I'm almost 30, and I'm still oh can't wait till the new animated series comes out. <laughs> so it's when you say something's like really bad writing or it's really cheesy, when your target audience is a 12 year old boy, I mean, they don't care if the lines are cheesy. You know what I mean? I mean, just watch Spy Kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and to your point, Ryan, those scenes have gotten progressively worse as I've gotten older. Right, exactly. I, ne- I don't think I ever thought about, even when I saw episode one the first time, I didn't think that it was bad acting or poor writing or anything like that. Jar Jar Binks was my favorite character in the world. And it's funny, I talk to other kids um, that are just seeing the movies for the first time, and Jar Jar Binks is still a character that they really like because <laughs> he's goofy, he's funny. But as you grow older... <laughs> kind of figure out how annoying George R. Binks can be. <laughs> um, especially we started rewatching the Clone Wars series and watching any scene with George R. Binks is like watching a Chevy Chase movie. It's just like he steps into the scene and everything goes to crap. <laughs> they kind of took his role and like magnified it. But he is a Sith. 
Because right, all Sith have of the yellow, yellow eyes. red eyes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but only Sith deal in absolutes. And Yoda said, do or do not. That's an absolute, isn't it? That is true. Who knows? That's who and that. And Obi-Wan also says, only Sith deal in absolutes. Which is an absolute. <laughs> Which is an absolute. <laughs> he should have said, I think possibly that most Siths deal exactly. in absolutes. Maybe that line was to show how far the Jedi had fallen. Maybe. Matt is a deep thinker over there. Or they probably just didn't even think about that when they wrote it. <laughs> right. Probably not. Uh, that line I don't know, but I do know that the scenes, you know, on Naboo with Padme and Anakin were purpose because I read an article that was stating to that fact. Which scenes? The cheesy scenes where uh, uh, gotcha. they're like running through the fields and no, I think that makes sense, what you were saying about those scenes. I just had never thought about it. Yeah. I just knew her dress was annoying. That's all I cared about. It looked really uncomfortable. But I'm gonna, not going to lie. The first and second movie, I that's mainly why I watch it. Her outfits, they're amazing. And her hair. Yeah. She has a lot of hair. <laughs> I don't know that it's all real. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> the but scene I... in the, the gladiator scene, she doesn't have that much hair. It's true. Anyways. Or clothes. Well, she clothes. loses half of that yeah. one swipe. Yeah. How, how come I Anakin's don't... shirt didn't get cut in half, <laughs> revealing his belly? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, watched that scene on slow motion so many times in a row, trying to figure out how her whole shirt got just, like, so perfectly torn off <laughs> by the slash of a claw. I never figured it out. It was a devious... But alien monster (laughs) (laughs) i also think that it depends how you're going to watch it depends on the age of the viewer um i think when you are like a friend of mine uh they started watching the series with their kids and they asked me what order to watch it in and at first i told them we'll start with rogue one then go to four five one two three but i was like wait a minute just start with one and just watch them the whole way through because a 10-year-old isn't going to be able to keep up with that timeline, I feel like. So, and that's what George Lucas said. He said he's the right way to watch them is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Mm-hmm. And since it's made for 12-year-old boys, I guess that's the way to watch it. There you go. We just really overcomplicate it. <laughs> but I would say, though, too, Ryan, when we were younger, we started with 4, 5, and 6. And we kind of enjoyed seeing... Uh, even at that age when we were younger, we enjoyed seeing the downfall of Anakin becoming Darth Vader because we already right. knew how evil he was. So I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I kind of liked seeing the evil Darth Vader turn into that, knowing what he would become. Do you think, though, uh, I feel, though, that Darth Vader in 4, 5, and 6 is evil. I mean, he's considered to be one of the, the greatest villains of all time. But then when you go back to 1, 2, and 3, it's, I think what, they're, what he was trying to, to depict was sadness, yeah. but it came across as mm-hmm. like whininess and pettiness and stuff like that. So I think it almost hurt the Darth Vader of the original trilogy. I mean, I know what they were trying to do, okay. but it just didn't come out that way. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um like books and stuff that take place between 
Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and kind of show how Darth Vader got from that whiny little boy who was just trying to save his wife. And that's the reason why he went to the dark side to someone who murders people on site. And so I think that's, I think it would be good to have more movies in between there so you can see how he got from one place to the next. Because at the end, even when he's Darth Vader at the end of the sequels in episode three, he's still just like crying because Padme's dead. I mean, you do see how he gets pretty angry when Obi-Wan finally defeats him and, well, and everything. Yeah. But I I think <clears throat> your point's right that I think it'd be interesting to see, okay, kind of like what Rebels is doing. Isn't Rebels between right. three and four? What I mean, what if they would make a live-action movie with Ahsoka Tano and having Darth Vader chase her down? So right. the movie's still about Ahsoka, but he's kind of the big bad that's lurking behind the curtain and you can kind of see how evil he's become. Yeah. That would be cool. Asuga's like my favorite character. So that's why I said that. Yeah. (laughs) She's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I think Matt, what you were saying about um, having Ahsoka and Darth Vader, they are together in, I mean, they face off a little bit in the rebels series, uh, which was cool to see. Um, And also one of the books that I read, um, called lords of the sith which takes place like five years after um revenge of the sith was i think that'd be a really cool movie to see because darth vader and the emperor are like fighting together and people still don't really know who darth vader is everywhere um so that would be a really cool thing to see that in a live action movie but i don't think we're gonna get that for a while at all maybe when i think that after episode nine, this the Skywalker saga is going to be over. Yeah, that's what they say. But that could change. It'd be interesting to see if they. Th- I mean, there's so much material for them to throw stuff in between. I mean, because yeah. each trilogy has a big chunk of time to be able to fill with other stories. Yeah. And a lot of characters to give backstories for. Right. Right. Because even Rogue One was, what, maybe a month just prior to Episode 4. Right. So that's one month out of 30 years. So there's a lot of time in there to really... And I, what I liked about Rogue One is that I felt like they did a really good job of showing Darth Vader as being right a very evil, hardened you know person. Yeah, but if you watch Rogue One and then A New Hope right afterwards, it's kind of... It changes your perspective on it because if you watch just A New Hope, you start with that. Darth Vader comes onto the ship and he starts badgering everybody. I know you have our plans. And everyone's like, oh, no, we don't. And if you're just watching A New Hope for the first time, you might believe them. Or you might even think that they think that they don't have the plans. You know what I mean? But yes. if you watch Rogue One first, then you know that everyone on the ship knows that they have the plans and they're just lying straight to Darth Vader. But also Darth Vader is way more tame in A New Hope than he is in Rogue One. But I'm glad they put that scene in Rogue One. I think it was a good scene to connect the first three to the next three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, cause it, it is a pretty severe jump between just the type of action between the, the three tri- or the two trilogies. So, 
I, we haven't really talked about it a whole lot, but I find it interesting that we don't really talk about Solo at all in this thing. I mean, we've named it here and there, but I think that was, I liked the movie as a whole, but I think one of the reasons I like Rogue One more than that one is because it connected to the story a little bit better. Yeah, I think so too. It'll be interesting to see the connections they make with the Solo story, because I don't think it's over. Yeah, and so especially either. with like the Darth Maul scene at the end. So it'll be interesting to see how they end up connecting it to the current or the original trilogy like Rogue One did, you know? Yeah. I think so if they I, want people to keep watching solo movies, they're going to have to tie it in right. to the original series. Because I think a lot of people who aren't into Star Wars, they're not going to go watch Solo. Right. Rogue One. I agree with Ross. It definitely, like, it doesn't really connect. It's kind of its own little side story. Yeah. But I think they will make it connect eventually. I, they did tie in some things to the original original series, but I think you'd have to be um, a fan to notice them. I mean, one thing that comes to mind immediately is uh, how at the end of the movie... Lando's droid L337 like they put her mind into the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. which like totally explains why the Millennium Falcon is such a good ship then later because the mm-hmm. best pilot to ever pilot it L337 is now integral to the ship right so did we come to any sort of agreement so well out of those ways to watch the movies which way would you watch them Matt, we'll start with you. Well, I like the idea of starting it with Rogue One. I just really enjoy that movie, and I think it introduces the characters that are really helpful to shape the next story. I think Darth Vader um, helps give you an idea of who he is. Um, And like you said, it starts out with a good movie that would lead you into, okay, you're willing to sit through some of these older, less high-tech movies because... Um, you're in it for the story. Yeah. So I think that that's an interesting way to start it. I still, in my mind, I'm a very linear thinker, so I have a hard time. If I know that I'm going to sit down and watch all of them, I would have a hard time starting there versus starting with one. Yeah. But So I would go back and forth between those two options. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. On, I mean, part of it depends on if you're trying to just watch them for yourself, for your pleasure, or rope someone else into Star Wars. Yeah. When we watched it with another couple, and uh, the guy's wife hadn't seen them all, we started with a rogue. We started with a Rogue One because I thought that would be one of the most exciting, good movies, and that way we're not starting with like A New Hope, which is okay to someone who hasn't seen the series. In 78, it was awesome. But in 2018, it doesn't quite meet the standards. It's still a good right. movie. But yeah, compared to what we're seeing nowadays, it's it's kind of a little bit slower. Right. What we're used to. Yeah. What about you, Ross? What order? I would probably, yeah, I'd probably agree with Matt. If I were to just watch it, or even if I was trying to get, say, my wife to watch it, which is kind of a hopeless cause, <laughs> but <laughs> I would probably start with uh, Rogue One 
and uh, do, like you said, the, the four, five, and then I would do the one, two, three, and then end with six. I think probably because I haven't watched it in that order, and it would be kind of an interesting order to watch it in. And um, so it, would I always watch in that order? Probably not. I'd probably do it one time to see how I like it and then go back to the four, five, six, one, two, three. Um, just that works easier for yeah. me. That's how I watched it growing up, and I'd probably keep it that way. Yeah, we didn't really have a choice when we were first watching the movies. Exactly. It was just four, yeah. five, six, one, two, three. <laughs> and I think when you grow up that way, that's kind of like, oh, that's just how it should be. Right. Even the numbers don't mean anything. That's the way they actually should be coming out. Yeah, if, the, if they didn't number them at all, that would just be how we would watch them, I think. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, thinking back again to like X-Men or even... Uh, if you want to go there, Fast and Furious is a little out of it's a little out of order there. You just watch them how they were released, and that's just how it is. You don't really think of it being in the right or wrong order. Right. Also, when we saw it for the first time, we watched them many, 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 many times before we watched episode one. So I think there's something about finding the connections between the old ones and the new ones when you're watching, when you go from the old ones to the new ones. So you've watched the old ones a bunch of times. Now you watch the sequel or the prequels, excuse me, and you're like, oh, this is who that was or, you know, stuff like that. It's cool to see, make connections between the old movies and the new movies. Yeah. I think um, to your point, too, about watching it with kids now where they soon will have all nine movies available to them where watching them in probably that machete order is a little bit more crucial because like you said, we didn't have a choice. So those middle three became so essential and everything else just became explanation of those three. Right. How about you, Molly? Well, I've been going back and forth in my brain here. So I would probably just stick with the good old four, five, six, maybe throw in Rogue One there. And then one, two, three. Rogue One before four. No. Uh, four, five, six, Rogue One. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of... Oh, so you kind of go yeah, backwards. What, what kind of way is that? <laughs> See, I, I start with three, and then I go to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you do six, five, four, Rogue One, three, two, I one. I mean, that's fine, too. <laughs> Just keep keep it interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> I just, I don't I just take a I die like... and I just roll it. And then whatever <laughs> number that is, I watch that episode. <laughs> I don't know if I like the idea. I mean, I, I don't mind the idea of starting with Rogue One and I get it. Um, like, it is a really good movie. Um, I like the idea of seeing six before one, two, and three. Because for me, finding out that Senator Palpatine was the Emperor was just like a huge shock for me. And watching him turn into that with the electricity and stuff. Right. I liked that after seeing six. So. Do you feel like without seeing six, you wouldn't have a connection to Palpatine, even though he shows up in the previous episodes, he's not as important as in episode right. six. So I think because he's like in a lot of episode six and you see him a lot more, you see his face, you see his powers. Then when you see his transformation in one, two and three, it becomes kind of like a, wow, that's crazy. I see why he 
looks so old even though he's not. I don't know. I just think it's kind of a cool connection. Yeah. So I think I definitely think watching one, two, three after four, five, and six is how I would do it. I just talking about Emperor Palpatine, watching episodes one, two, and three, I'm like, how does nobody seriously know that Darth <laughs> Sidious is Senator Palpatine? Like <laughs> just look at their face. Yeah. But, but in what situation does Darth Sidious appear? Anytime that he's in public, he is always a senator or chancellor. The only time that he ever shows himself as a Sith is with another Sith. Who probably already know. Well, they would have to because it's an apprentice. Count Dooku, Count Dooku Darth <laughs> Maul. I mean, those two guys already knew that he was Darth Sidious. Yeah, but he also reveals himself to Newt Gunray and other people of the Separatist group. I mean, at the very beginning. Or, yeah. When, yeah. when Qui-Gon's trying to get through the doors or something. Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, but there's... I mean, they really cover his face. Yeah. And I... you know, I, That was the thing. I think even at that point, there's... He only limits... I mean, he really limits who sees him as Darth Sidious. Yeah. And I think the whole thing of having the dark side cloud... Like, even the Jedi should be able to figure it out. When they're in the same room with Palpatine... They should be forceful enough to feel that someone as strong in the force as Palpatine is that's a Dark true. Lord. So, when I think that's part of what he was, I think that was part of who he was, is that he simply enjoyed manipulating people like that. Yeah. Like, I think part of the thrill for him was being hidden in completely public eye. You know, yeah. like he just out there and he can completely manipulate the whole situation so that he became emperor through legal matters. Like he was voted in. I mean, and that's what I think that when you think about how life imitates art or art imitates life, I mean, people often forget that Adolf Hitler was elected to his position. Right. And I think that's the parallel that, george lucas was trying to make is that oftentimes the most evil people are put there by people with good intentions or the best intentions or things like that so i think that that's what the story is trying to convey and if if you read darth plagueis which for those of you who don't know darth plagueis was darth sidious's uh, master he was the first one at least as far as i know to have like a dual life like he was a leader in the banking clan and so he was known as one major political or whatever kind of role but then he had a secret life as the sith and he's one of those that could lead both lives almost independently like darth sidious is a separate person than emperor palpatine or senator palpatine they're two different people Mm -hmm. and he refers to himself differently in different situations and the game he was playing was to get it to the point where it was one in the right. same. Exactly. So that's how I would watch it because I like that transition. Yeah. Just throw Rogue One in there somewhere. In, yeah. in between each episode, <laughs> watch Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> and I think somewhere in there, like, it might actually be like episode four, Rogue One, 
Blue Harvest, <laughs> and then for or five and six. Yeah, throw Blue Harvest in there somewhere. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? Having watched them, just uh, watching the older ones just recently, was or the original trilogy was that the Emperor isn't seen in person until Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That just kind of blew my mind. He's not in Empire Strikes Back at all. Just as a hollow. Huh. On um the on that big battleship that Darth Vader's on. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I knew that he wasn't in A New Hope, but I didn't think about him not being in Empire Strikes Back in person at all. Is that called an Imperial Cruiser? What, the Star Destroyer? Oh. No, like the super it's a called a super, super star destroyer. Star, yeah. The the big one. The one that doesn't okay. have the like spoiler on the back. Uh, it's just a gotcha. big pyramid. <laughs> the spoiler. That's funny. <laughs> the big control tower. <laughs> yeah. I got and, this. And also with the, the the things that everybody shoots to blow them up. Why in the world would they put those there? <laughs> the balls? Yeah. The big <laughs> balls. <laughs> the big round balls. <laughs> That's a weak spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's two balls on either side. Hit those and you'll be good. <laughs> I forget what those actually are. I think they're like the shield generators or something like that. I forget. I just know that like I remember seeing like two or three taken down by hitting yeah. that. Yeah. So uh-huh. it, it's a great idea to put them on the outside of your exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's other a lot of a lot of ships have like the bridge like at a very like easy accessible spot. It's like why would you not right. just attack the bridge first every time? Because that's where the pilot is. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I mean that's what Kylo Ren does in Episode Eight. Yeah, but he has to like fly through half the ship, doesn't he? Well, he or does he come out in there? He flies in there with a torpedo and blows up all their ships, and then he goes back for the bridge. Oh, okay. But he doesn't fire on the bridge. I think usually the bridge is in a location. Now, I'm not a shipbuilder, but I would say a bridge is in a location that you can have the best vantage point. You have the high ground. <laughs> like all the way to the right, like in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> How do you drive like that? <laughs> How do you even know everything that's to the left of you? Well, you can't because you have those big nose I know, you can't see out. anything over there. <laughs> and then let's put our gun on the bottom. <laughs> right. So you can shoot down. <laughs> it was interesting. The book I have that is like a owner's or repair manual for the YT-1300. And it's funny to see all the different variations. Like some had the cockpit in the middle or the left side or the right side. Some didn't have any guns. Um, but it's funny. The Millennium Falcon is very modified. I was going to say the Millennium Falcon was just a freighter. Right. So that's probably why the gun was in a weird spot because it was probably put in after the fact. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we pretty much decided on the best order. <laughs> Not Molly's. <laughs> George didn't say anything about putting Blue Harvest in there anywhere. So. And then she'll throw in a couple of clips of uh, Padme's shirt. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> super slow mo, so everyone can see how it actually super happens. Slow mo, which it doesn't. Out of any of us here, you are the one who would least expect to watch that in super slow motion. <laughs> I just it didn't make any physical sense. 
So and it, I watched it in slow mo, and it still didn't make any sense. So it's yeah. like one of the worst continuity errors ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not there's also one in um, Force Awakens or no uh, Last Jedi in the when they're when Kylo and Rey are fighting in the in the throne room and they're fighting all the uh, guards there and Rey's fighting one that has nunchucks or whips and one in each hand and then all of a sudden I will you watch in super slow motion and all of a sudden the one just disappears and then that's how <laughs> Rey's able to defeat the guy. Because one just goes like behind his back and then his arm just disappears. <laughs> and that's like all I see when I watch the scene now. It's like, oh, that guy's arm just <laughs> fell off his body for no reason. The, the force. force. He yeah. threw the arm out. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Um, I think the main point is just watch them all, right? <laughs> just watch all the movies all the yeah. time. Can't go wrong. Yeah. And... I do find it. I do have one question for you, Ryan. Okay. Do you think that after episode nine, yeah, there will be any change in the order that we should watch the movies, or do you think the last three will always be the last three? Ooh. Uh, I think that episode nine will end this saga, and this will be its own thing. I think uh, Ryan Johnson is lined up to direct a new trilogy and i think that'll be a brand new story totally different unrelated to this i would hope i would hope that it would include ray in it but i kind of have an idea that they'll go away from that completely when they said that i think that they've talked about it being i think that people or fans will still continue to see that as a continuation of the skywalker saga if ray was still a part of it right I'd be interested to see something like from the old Republic or right. even, I don't know, like I've often found the game character, the like the video games, the Star Wars video games, there's a few characters in there that are kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it would be cool to have that. I mean, I guess you could still put them somewhere in the order with these. If it goes back to the old Republic, you just watch it before these or something like that, but I don't think it's going to be directly related to this story. Yeah, whenever I think of the final three, they're always the final three. I never, I never can see them out of any other order. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a way to really get those to not be the final three. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to end it. I think of stuff that happened in The Force Awakens, like with Rey's flashback or flash-forward dream, whatever that she had when she touched the lightsaber the first time. Like, they totally just ditched anything about that in The Last Jedi. And I feel like there's other parts of Force Awakens. And I think it's because they switched directors and everything between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. That stuff just got left. And maybe that J.J. Abrams is directing it again. Maybe he'll go back and revisit that. But it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind around how round how they're going to wrap everything up that you won't want any more to this story telling you Ray and kylo ren are gonna get <laughs> married and they're gonna bring perfect balance to the force yeah that would be good it would be and then maybe chewie can finally get his medal <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's do the fact of the podcast sound good yep this is the star wars random fact of the podcast. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. As you wish. <laughs> okay, so Anthony Daniels. Do you guys know who Anthony Daniels is? Yes. C3PO. Yes. PC3O. <laughs> As my daughter says. <laughs> and or any droid is just R2 D2. <laughs> um Anthony Daniels is the only character to have been in every Star Wars movie. His main role was C3PO, but C3PO was not in the newest Star Wars movie, Solo, a Star Wars story. But Anthony Daniels was in it. So he had a cameo in Solo as a character named Tack on the planet Kessel. And he was a slave in the spice mines. So you see his actual face and everything like that. It's not C-3PO dressed up like like a slave. <laughs> and as far as I know, he only had one line, um, but still counts. So he's the only character to be in all the movies. What was his one line in the movie? I think it was hurry, hurry this way. <laughs> something to that extent it was like when everybody Difficult. was uh trying to escape i think <laughs> hurry, hurry. <laughs> hurry 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 <laughs> and that is a star wars random fact of the podcast do, 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 do. <laughs> the force will be with you always okay well thanks guys right. for joining me for this you bet thanks for having yeah, us i'm glad it worked out for everybody yeah, this was fun so I guess um, rather than each going around and saying our where we can find us on social media, I'll just put it in the show notes. And if people really want to find you, they can just go there. But your social security numbers would be good if you could just say those quick. <laughs> would you also like my bank account number? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Okay. <laughs> the last four digits of your credit card. I only need the last four. And you already co- have the, the first the code 12. <laughs> 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 Anyways, thanks again, guys, for hanging out with me. Um, if you listeners like the episode today, I'd love to hear your thoughts, which way you watch the series and the saga, or if you watch them at all, or why you hate the series. That would be interesting to know. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sort of Star Wars. And if you feel like it, you can send me electronic mail at Sort of Star Wars at gmail.com. Maybe you have an idea of something you'd like us to discuss, Star Wars related or otherwise. And if you loved the podcast, feel free to leave a review and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. This has been episode 020 of a sorta Star Wars podcast. Brought to you in part by gift cards. The most prejudiced kind of currency. See you later, alligator.